ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way how to make a podcast. And it's free. There's a Christian tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, which is great, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, James Cox, and on the other end of this podcast is, uh, is my co-host, Blake Mosley. That's me. That's you. Otherwise known as Brosley. Brosley, yes, yes, sir. I That's love that me. name. Yeah, so what have you been up to lately, Brosley? Oh, man. Uh, it's, been, um, it's been a hectic week. Uh, work, it's been a little stressful. Um, it's a lot of rain. A lot of things that I have to do for my job requires me to be outside. So, had some rainy days last week, and oh, it's raining a lot today. So it's not helping anything. So a lot of stress. Um, got some house stuff going on. All right. Um, we had we we figured out that. Uh, um, so we have some electrical issues going on with our house that we just bought. So right. that's stressful. Uh, a lot of lack of sleep. Um, yes. But you know what? I'm alive, and uh, I'm thankful to I'm I'm a, I'm I'm alive. I have a house, I have a job, and uh, my wife is a very supportive wife. Hey, man, and you can't, I you can't beat could that. not ask for more. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, dude, you can't beat that. So. I could have not been working more. like a dog. Like I said, I have two jobs. I got this right. podcast. I got the, the two YouTube channels. So I've been. I'm amazing that I'm alive too, but I have some ice cold coffee here by my side, so we're all good to go. Man, I ran to the gas station before uh, we started recording. Yeah. Um, and picked myself up a nice uh, caramel macchiato oh, nice. gas station yeah. uh, cappuccino, and yeah. man, there's just nothing. There's nothing like a gas station cappuccino. No. Like it's it's cheap. And I usually put like two or three little Stoke um, espresso shots in them, and uh, it's it's dreary. It's cold. It's a little cold today. It's rainy, and this coffee is just hitting the spot. Did uh, did in uh, in uh, where you are at? Did did it snow last time? Because I heard it was going to snow, but but it never turned out to be actual snow. Man, it never snowed. 
yeah, I don't know why they say that it doesn't. It doesn't, but it, it never snowed. Um, we never even got like any type of ice other than frost, like in the morning. But I mean, it's it's just rainy, right. you know. So there's all these people in the upstate that are enjoying the snow, and just like, well, that's not happening here. Right. We're just uh, we're just getting rained on, and it's insulting. Yeah, right. Exactly. 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 Okay. So we I, I, we got two articles for y'all today. Um, and the first article is um, it's going to be on. Have you heard of a of some called um, uh, let's see here on Country Road by John Neighbor? Yes. How about On the Road Again? Yeah. And I will always love you by Whitney Houston, I think. Right. Okay. So, thirty famous country stars. Compiled one song with all them songs together. Right. It's amazing. I don't know That's if you cool. heard it yet, but it's called, um, what's it called? It's called, uh, okay, so it's called Forever Country, all, all artists of then, now, and forever. They got cool. people like, uh, Brooks Nunn, Keith Urban, Miranda Lambert. Um, Luke Bryan, I mean, just 30 of them do one song together, mash up with those three songs. It's amazing. You should check it out. Anybody that looks country songs, like, like I do, I love country, you know, um, to yes. check it out. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to look into that. Okay. That's, that's really cool. And I just realized that, that Dolly Parton wrote, I will always love you. Not when Houston, he, Houston did a great cover of it. But it was originally Dolly Parton's song. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. I actually, I actually knew that, and I'm not okay. a huge country music fan. Right. Um, I I love Johnny Cash. Yes. Um, yes. Jo- Johnny's great. But I, you know, as far as country music goes, I've never been a, a huge fan. Right. I can appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of new country, but no, I'm not either. Some but of that's the new cool. country, okay, but but there's nothing like old country, dude. You know, Mm-mm. Johnny Cash and. Uh, and Lee Greenwood and Willie Nelson. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, I love them. You know. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's called uh, "Forever Country Artists of Then, Now, and Forever." So check yeah. That out. That's amazing. Amazing music. I'm gonna look into that. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So the next article we have is: um, Do you ever get goosebumps when you're listening to music? All the time. Yeah. Okay. Good. All the time for for songs, uh, especially songs from. Um, so, like, I've always been into music ever since I was a little kid. Right. But I think when I hit middle school, I started to finally understand music in a sense of like what, like, taking a song and dissecting it, and then knowing that the. The, the songwriter was trying to tell a story or, you know, if there's hidden messages in there that are um, not subliminal, not like the devil's talking through the song, right, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. but like just little subtle hints at things or maybe like, um, I don't know. I, I, I finally understood that in middle school. So songs, listening to music and making music kind of took a different turn for me because I just finally understood it. Right. And uh, so now there's songs that hit me like even when I was in middle school that used to give me chills back then that still do to this day. 
Right. So there's a biological reason why some people get chills down their spine when they listen to music and others do not. Sure. And this is an article from businessinsider.com. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I don't read a lot of a lot of newspapers, but I found this. But I found this to be kind of interesting. Sure. Um. Says according to a new study, there's a deeper reason for this than some people will simply appreciate appreciating music more than others. Uh, the researchers the researchers studied 20 students, half of which reported experienced chills when listening to music. Um, th- those who reported chills had a denser volume of brain fibers that connects the sections of you know, that processes auditory information and emotions. More fibers means you have more efficient processing between those two sections. That's kind of weird. But also yeah. kind of cool. Yes. Um, he also concluded that the, the that that those with these the stronger connections may feel more intense emotions, generally. Uh, not just when you are listening to music. Emotional reactions are to uh, the stimuli are intriguing experiences to human humans, as they are profoundly pleasurable and rewarding. It's highly individualized. Uh, finding the behavioral be, behavioral and neural difference between individuals who do who do and do not experience such reactions may help gain a better understanding of the reward circularity and the evolutionary significance of uh, for humans. So I guess I guess those um, those uh, who have uh, like goosebumps, uh, feel yeah. more connected to what's being heard. It's what I'm getting yeah. from it, right? Yeah. And that's a very rare thing because sometimes you're not connected to most things in life, but music is is like one of those things that you're automatically connected to without without anything to work work around. You know. There's a song for everyone. Yes. Um. There's so with so many genres and subgenres. Um. There's got there's got to be something that literally every human being can say that song speaks to me. Yeah. Um, and it may be the subject matter, or maybe it's just the beat, or maybe it's just a catchy guitar riff. You know, right. it's and maybe the words don't mean anything, but just the music, you know, just touches something inside of them, and uh, you know, sends those chills down your spine gives you goosebumps uh, maybe just reminds you of, like we talked about last week you know like some songs just remind you of certain things and then and maybe it's not any for for any particular reason it's just a, the melody reminds you of a happier time or maybe it was a sad moment in your life uh, it, you know that, that stuff is real yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that the music can mean more than the words can because yeah. one of my one of my favorite bands of all time is Slayer, right? And I've seen them one time. Yeah. And sadly, they're they're not they're not touring anymore. Yeah. But their uh their words are are very uh um devil supported. Well, not devil supported, but they're kind of like a like a destruction kind of. I mean, if you got a band like Slayer, come on, what do you think they're going to talk about, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh and. And and my mom says, you know, you should really listen to words. Maybe you're not, you know, understanding the concept. I'm like, 
I just listen to the music with them, you know, because they have such a gifted, like, those four human beings are so gifted in their, in their musical aspect, you know, playing their yeah. music, playing their guitars, drums, singing, or bass playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, that resonates something to me. It's it's yeah. not about the words as much as it is about the music, you know, music right. coming out of their amplifiers and such. So so I think that's that, that that really says something about music, you know. Or you can just like go like hundred percent understand what you're listening to and say, okay, yeah, I'm you know, um, I'm I'm with that, you know. So it's yeah. not, it's I mean you, you can easily hear the music or hear the lyrics. It's totally up to you your call, you know. Some bands. Some bands I'm leaning towards the music like Slayer. Some bands I'm, le- I'm leaning towards the lyrics like um, like like Incubus. I love Incubus the lyrics. You know, yeah, they're they're amazing. Yeah, and they're talented. And uh, they're talented. Every yes. every musician in that band is so incredible. Oh at yeah, what they do. yeah. Even man, Brandon Boyd is got to be the best singer in Ooh. like like twenty thousand years, dude. He's amazing. Dude. Yeah, he's amazing. I can't get put away from pipes, you know. So yeah. Okay, so um, our main topic for today today would be is going to be um, musicals. Yeah. And, and we did cover some some musicals last time with Wicked. Um, yeah. And so we're going to cover a lot more. So yeah. Do uh do do you have any other things you want to say before we get started with this? No, um, no, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. We just, you know, maybe, maybe some things, maybe some of these musicals that we're, we're going to give you like a brief, you know, rundown of or synopsis of, uh, maybe you've heard of it, but you didn't really know what it was about. And some people are turned off by musicals and maybe this will encourage you to go see some, because I, I never cared about going to see musicals until, uh, me and Allie went to go see Chicago. Right. Um, last year. And I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people get a lot of flack for musicals. I like, like, say, um, like you heard, like, "Hey, man, I like musicals." And you're like, "What? That's yeah. trash. You don't need to listen to that garbage." You know. But they forget that a lot goes into musicals. Um, the you know the production value, the remembering of the lines, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the story, story is yeah. where it all takes place. Um, yeah. And. Whether it's on video or whether it's in the play setting, you know, you go to the to the actual show and, and, and watch them live. Uh, there's something to be said about each and every actor or or actress um, that just mesmerizes me, you know. So, right. Um, have you do you do you remember watching the, the musical called Annie? Way back when. Um. Yeah, man, it's been forever. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> forever around. and the movie um yeah. you know it's just it's it's been uh it, yeah it's been a very long time but the story of annie has always seems like it's always been there you know yeah yeah that's true. um the synopsis for that is a young orphan girl girl's adventure in finding a family that will take her in in the depths of the 1930s annie which was played by alan quinn alan quinn it's fiery young orphan girl who must live in a miserable orphanage run by a tyrannical Miss Agatha Hannigan, which is played by Carol Burnett. Now, yeah. I don't know if... Well, that sounds like, to me like the uh, like the uh, video uh, 
cassette on TV. That did, I don't yeah. think Karen Burnett really did the plays. And I didn't know it was like like an actual play until, well, was it a play or was it just like video? I think it I think it started out as a as, as a, a musical and then was okay. was adapted into a movie later right. on. Yeah. Um. So what Annie does is the. Uh, is a, a guy by Big Daddy Warbucks. He's like a multi-millionaire, right? And he was going to take somebody in, and they and they uh, offered her uh, offered him Annie, and he didn't like her at first, which is you know the the most um, trouble thing about this movie because she kind of was kind of a butt to him, kind of yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there and and near the end of the movie. He fell in love with her and took her in. So that's, you know, so all good things right. must, you know, must show with movies. So, right. Uh, it's It's been a really, really, really long time since I've watched this movie. I, I might watch it again, you know, just for the sake of this um, podcast right now we're doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, it's been it's been so long. But, you know, even if you've never seen the musical or the movie, Everyone knows the song and the sun come out tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Like that's just it, yeah. it's instilled. That's why I would like it, it feels like it's just been around for forever. Yes, since the beginning of time because it, it just everyone knows that song. Oh yeah, everyone does. You know. Yeah. Um, you want to tell them what the next one is? Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about Wicked a little bit um, since that's fresh. And j- I just saw it. Okay. Um, and give you a little brief synopsis in case you didn't know what Wicked was about. Uh, Wicked is a 2003 Broadway musical by Stephen Schwartz and uh, based on the book by Winnie Holzman. Um, or excuse me, um, it is based on the book by Gregory Maguire, which is titled Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, published in 1995. And it is a classic retelling of the 1900, I didn't know it came out in 1900, that's crazy. Uh <laughs> The novel, uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, came out in 1900. That's right. so wild. Wow. Uh, by L. Frank Baum and the MGM film The Wizard of Oz, of course. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, which came out in 1939. The musical is told from the perspective of the witches of the land of Oz. Its plot begins before and continues after Dorothy arrives in Oz from Kansas and includes several references to the 1939 film and Baum's novel. Wicked tells the story of two unlikely friends, Elphaba, which is the Wicked Witch of the West, mm-hmm. and Galinda, whose name late, uh, yeah, so it starts out as Galinda, and then it later changes to Glinda the Good Witch. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone knows the two witches from the Wizard of Oz. You got the green one, and you got the nice, like, looking, pretty witch. Right. Um, so it's cool, man. They like they start out as roommates you know in college and that's how they met okay you know and it's it's just a it's a it's a funny retelling of um uh, of the the classic wizard of oz story but it's kind of there's a lot of origins in there so cool i love a good origin story yeah so like learning how things came to be um and there's so many twists and turns and like you find out like where the scarecrow came from and where the tin man came from. Um, and it's just, it's just really interesting. And the songs are great. Like I, I talked about defying gravity 
um, last week or maybe it was the week before or something, but, um, the song defying gravity that comes from that wicked musical is just, it's so catchy, man. It's such a great song. So well written. Okay. So let me interrupt you there for just one minute. Sure. I looked up that song on YouTube. That's a fantastic song, dude. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like the, just the melody is so good. And, uh, there's a cool version that it, I don't know if you ever watched Glee or not. I I never watched it. I haven't known, but I kind of want to now, um, just because of how much music they incorporate yeah. into that song. Right. Um, but you know, there's a there's a, a scene from one of the first seasons of Glee where they sing that song, and it's just it's cool, man. It's just really good. Yeah. I mean that's I mean, that's all that's all we can say is you know. Now, now, I wish they would release it on videotape because people like like me who can't actually afford Broadway prices, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I kind of stuck in limbo, you know. Unless you unless you can find like a like a bootleg copy, but I don't think that's very. Uh, well, uh, you're in luck because they're planning on making Wicked into a movie no and way. it's set to release next year. So, yes, yep. I am. So. Well, asking you shall receive, right? That's right. It, <laughs> there you it, go. It, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Like after we saw it, you know, we bought the vinyl record with all the music mm-hmm. from the musical on it. And, uh, it's, uh, I, I started like looking up stuff. I was like, how have they not made this into a movie? This thing right, came out right. in 2003 exactly, and they yeah. haven't made a movie. I don't think they, well, okay. So cats just released, which I've been meaning to see. And I, and I heard yeah. very, um, off putting things about that movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I will check it out by myself, and next week we can, you know, kind of debate whether that's a good movie or not. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so in 1986, on October 9th, the Phantom of the Opera released in yes. musical form. Um, so the synopsis of that one is, The form since birth, a bitter man known only as the Phantom, lives in the sewers underneath the Paris Opera House. He falls in love with his obscure chorus singer, Christine, and privately tutors her while terrorizing the rest of the opera house and demanding Christine be given the lead role. So, a lot of people know that there's one song of the whole uh, play that they, um, well, two songs, um, that's very uh, popular with this, um, musical it's it's the fan of the, of the opera which is the sure. main everybody knows that one and the right. music of the night is the other one um and they're both really 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 well songs good songs um both singers are like knocking in at the park as usual yeah and i've heard in the in the video um that you can get on uh netflix now i think um russell crowe played the phantom of the opera, did he not? Or, really? Or, no, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. You didn't know? I didn't know he could sing. Yeah. But then again, you know, I mean, you 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 don't realize how how many people can sing. They 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 they, they just don't come out. You know. You um, know, um, the first time I ever heard about the Phantom of the Opera, um, this kind of dates me a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> Basically, how that, old are you? Like twenty four or something? I am twenty. I'm twenty eight. Oh, sorry. I had to think about it for a second. Right. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second. But I've got um, uh, back in the day. Um, I I remember the song "Everybody" 
Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Right. Um, coming out, and I was like, "Man, that's a good song." Yeah, um, and uh, it's very catchy to this day. It still it still slaps, right? And yeah. it's a uh, it's a great song. And uh, actually, last year um, for the Iris Festival, um, my band actually played that song. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> At the Iris Festival, I don't think people were expecting it. What is the name of your band? Fallen Statues. Is Fallen Statues. Band. All right. And um, it's been a while since we've done anything with busy schedules and, and things like that um but uh but yeah we we you know if we don't play any other gigs throughout the whole year we're gonna play the Irish festival it's just a it's right. a given yeah. um but uh yeah we played backstreet back backstreet's back but um anyway the music video came out for that and they were all these like monsters in right. the um in the music video and our you know you've got like the ones you recognize like dracula um, and the wolf man, swamp yeah. thing, um, a mummy, you know, they're all these different monsters. Well, one of them was the Phantom of the Opera, but I didn't know what that was. So right. like, that was my introduction. Cause like, I was like, I don't know what mon- I always thought monsters were cool. Now that music video scared the crap out of me when I was a child. Right. Um, cause I was scared of monsters, obviously when you're a kid, but you know, like later take interest in it. Mm-hmm. And so I like, looked into what the Phantom of the Opera was and was like, this is, this is a crazy good story, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, so and, was, and also what, what I like about the, uh, the Phantom is how simplistic the mask is. It's just yeah. a type of mask, you know? Right. And that's all, all you need. Sometimes simple is more, uh, you know, so I, I'm sure you heard the saying less is more. Yeah. And that's completely true, you know? So, absolutely. Um, I I really liked the way this whole production was. I need to watch yeah. this, rewatch this. Hell, I'm gonna rewatch all of these um, stuff again. Um, you know, yeah. Later on, in the um, you know, after this podcast goes off. Yeah. So yeah. So fan of the of the opera, uh, 1986, October 9th was the year that the musical actually came out. Yeah. Cats. Cats has been around. Forever, it seems like, but it's not been around forever since it came out in 1981, one year after I was born. Yeah, on May 11th. So it tells a story about a of a tribe called of cats called the Jellicos, and the night they make the Jellico choice, descending on which cat will ascend to the heaven side layer and come back to a new life. Uh, the musical includes the, the well-known song "Memory," as sung as as one of the cats by Grizabella. Um, when this when this uh, play came out, they hired some a a um I don't think she was well-known at the time. She her name was Sarah Brightman. She's amazing. She's oh yeah, the voice of hers is it's like angelic, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think the basic storyline of this one. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Grizabella was the was the uh, outsider cat, and she was um, I I I think she was an outsider cat, and the other cats didn't like her or something, and so yeah, uh, I I guess they decided at the at the end of the of the of the uh, play that they were gonna send her to the Hammondside Lair and come back to her new life. Am I correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's along those lines. I I'm not. As familiar with cats, right? Um, 
but you know the movie just came out so yeah. i've been interested because yeah, it's me too. you know people talk about people are talking about the new movie and uh just about like i think the animation and the cgi for how they looked i think threw a lot of people off yeah. kind of freaked them out a little bit right um which i don't there and it's it's called something and i cannot remember what it is but there's some type of effect that uh makes people uneasy when they see <laughs> um certain things we talked about it on a really old old episode of um not religious okay um and uh but it's it's i forgot what it's called but it's basically something along the lines of like the movie polar express right the way that the cgi is done and it's so realistic but it's not realistic enough right oh um, okay okay you know what i'm talking about yeah, like it makes yeah, people yeah. uncomfortable right and so i think with that movie i think that's a case of what's going on there okay um if that gives you any kind of indication as to how the reactions have been because i think people are just like this is weird man this is freaking me out um but uh yeah it's uh it's pretty uncanny valley that's what it's called sorry it took me a yeah, minute okay so it's called the uncanny valley um, okay, whenever, okay. yeah, whenever it's, it's, it's really realistic, but not enough hmm. and just kind of freaks people out a yeah. little bit. I need to check out, check out the movie then because I'm interested to see what the, uh, cause to be honest with you, I've never seen the Fuller Express, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I can watch Cats and, and, uh, see what's going on there. Let me know how uncomfortable it makes you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will do. We'll do. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you wanted to, to mention a, a, a musical that you've seen in the past called yes. Beetlejuice, right? Yes, so right. I love Tim Burton. I love... Yes, he's amazing. A lot of movies that he's put out. I can't say I love every single one, um, but a good majority of them. Beetlejuice was definitely one of my favorite movies he's ever done. Yes. Um, so whenever I found out that they were doing a musical based on Beetlejuice, I was like, man, that's cool. Um, never really expected to go see it, though. Um, but last year for our one year anniversary, um, we went to New York and Allie brought it up and she was like, we can go see a Broadway musical while we're there. Like, that would be so fun. And I was yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I was like, well, what do you want to go see? Because there's tons of musicals and shows going on in New York. Oh, that's like, and, that, that's like your grand central for like musicals, dude. Right. Yeah. Right. And everyone up there is like. There's a there's a really cool diner up there called uh, Ellen Stardust Diner, and uh, I, the food is amazing. But all the servers like take turns singing and doing like a little show like while you're eating, and uh, and the backstory on that is there you know there are all people that have moved to New York that are trying to make it on Broadway, so they're working in the meantime. But that's a way that they can get discovered, you know. That way they're making ends meet working at this restaurant but there they could also be discovered like you you know the right person might be there at just the right time but they may be there scoping out talent right but um so they'll perform all these classic broadway songs like while you're eating it's really cool but anyway um so we go up to we go up to new york we saw beetlejuice and it was just awesome man like just the story's a little different from the movie but that doesn't really matter because the show itself is just wonderful. The music is great. The story is great. The visuals are,
are amazing. The set design, <clears throat> you know, it's just all of all of it was so cool. I really enjoyed it. But you know, I'll give you a little rundown of it. So, okay. um, Beetlejuice is a stage musical with music and lyrics by Eddie Perfect, um, and it's and a uh, book by Scott Brown and Anthony King. It is based on the 1988 film of the same name about a deceased couple who try to haunt the, the new inhabitants of their former home and call for help from a devious bioexorcist named Beetlejuice, who is summoned by saying his name three times. It is also about a young girl named Lydia Dietz, um, dealing with the mourning of her mother, Emily Dietz. So the musical premiered at the National Theater in Washington, D.C. in October of 2018, prior to opening on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater on April 25th, 2019. So it's very new. Um, it is produced by Warner Brother, Warner, excuse me, Warner Brothers Theater Ventures, um, and on December 9th, unfortunately, here there's the sad news. Uh, on December 9th, 2019, it was announced that the show would vacate the Winter Garden on June 6, 2020, um, before the Music Man opens in the fall of Winter Garden. So they're shutting down. Um, no, where it's where it's currently at. Oh, okay. um, but maybe they'll. I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. As far okay. as I know, it'll still go on. It's just where it premiered. It's finally shut down. They'll probably have to move it around. And, oh yeah. Yeah. They're going to different cities and whatnot. Yeah. Cause it did, it did well. Like it, it you know, they, they did an amazing job. Um, mm-hmm. and people really liked it and you can go download the soundtrack, you know, and listen to it. And it's just got so many great catchy songs on it. And, you know, they do incorporate things from the movie like you know everyone knows the um jump in the line give yeah, right, yeah, you know yeah. like everyone remembers that scene yeah um and um and that banana song um yeah yeah I, 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 yeah right so all that's <laughs> right. still in there Dilla, yeah. but they have new music and it's just it's just really good man i, right. I really enjoyed it and to, and to tell you something to, like just about how good that is um we when we went to New York, we went with my sister and my brother-in-law, Brian, who's also in the Not Religious podcast with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't like Tim Burton movies. Um, he's never seen Beetlejuice. What is wrong um, with him? I know. You know, he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the show with you. So mm-hmm. they went and he loved it. He like, when we got done, he was like, that was amazing. Yeah. So just yeah. to just to show you, you don't necessarily have to be into musicals um, to go see Beetlejuice and not have a good time. It's funny, music was great, um, everything about it was just perfect. Especially around Halloween, you know. So it was October when we went, so it's kind of gearing up, yeah, for for Halloween. Just set the mood right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good good yeah. one to set the mood for. Yeah. So okay, so our last musical that we're going to talk to is and and it's only on DVD and Netflix and whatnot. It's called. Repo the genetic opera. Yeah. Okay. So Repo Man. Uh, well, people call it Repo Man. Um. The basis. Uh, the the concept of that movie is. Uh, in the mid in the mid twenty first century, an epidemic an epidemic of organ failures leads to the rise of Jinko, a company providing transplants at a great price. Yeah. Those who miss the payments become targets of the Janico mercenaries who reprocesses yeah. the organs, which is known as the Repo Man. Uh, in a yeah. world of drug uh, drug addiction and legalized murder, the a sheltered youth played by Alexa Vega 
seeks and seeks a cure for her rare disease as well as information about her family's mysterious history. Her questions are answered in the, at the genetic opera. So this one has a fantastic cast. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know that uh, some people can sing. I knew Paul Sobrino can sing. Um, the guy yeah. from uh, Sopranos because he's Italian and what Italian can't sing, right? Right, exactly. And, um, the dude, um, Giles from um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Anthony Head, plays in it. Cool. Um, yeah, Sarah Brightman. Paris Hilton surprised the hell out of me. I didn't know she could be that, that good of an actress, but she's really, wow. really well, yeah. So check that out. And Bill Mosley, which is played by played in most um, um, horror movies. Yeah, he's in a lot of Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. And we yeah. share a last name. Mosley, yeah! <laughs> I forgot and we that. share yeah. initials. Well, there you go. Even better, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he played in a, a fantastic role in that, too. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen that movie, I highly, highly, highly recommend that movie. Yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. I said twice because they're so good. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's fantastic uh, musicals in this Paris Hilton thing. She knocked it out of the park, um, which is surprising, you know, because she, she comes yeah. off as, as a very... And she had a, you know, she had a music career a few years ago. Yeah, um, but I don't think it really very took, short lived. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it took off. No. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So we went to Annie, Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, Cats, and Beetlejuice. And the last thing we did was we covered Repo the the genetic opera. Watch yeah. all of them. Download all their music. Their music is so fantastic; it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Everybody, everybody has a great voice. Um. So, uh, yeah. So y'all should really uh, check them out. And, and you know, we didn't talk about this like before we started recording, but you know, they turned "American Idiot" by Green Day into a musical. Really? Um. Yeah. And there's a there's a documentary, and I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but I saw it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. about them turning it into a musical and right. the process and the um the interaction from the band you know into like overseeing the whole thing and um you know so it's i mean the 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 story itself in on the american al- uh, american idiot album is yeah. incredible and um it was very easy to because it's already a rock opera like it, it's a it's yeah. a uh, concept album okay. um following the story of this guy named St. Jimmy and uh, like just telling his story and with through music. So it, it's very easy to turn that into a musical. They can do the same thing with uh, uh, the black parade by my chemical romance. I feel like that would make an incredible musical one day, you right. know? Yeah. And I would um, go, I would go see that in a heartbeat, you yeah, know? But, so, but yeah, I, I would love, I would love to actually watch the American idiot musical. Right. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. They need to come out with a Black Parade musical, or all of us former, current emo kids <laughs> emo. are gonna riot. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that that album blew up, dude. Yes. In a way that I'm 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 still not understanding how, but that's just oh, me. Man. That's just me, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Um, if you're a fan of Alanis Morissette, she has a she has a musical called Jack and the Pill. Like, oh, I didn't know that. 
yeah, and I don't know much about it now, but next week I'm I, I'm going to probably fill fill everybody in because I love love Alanis yeah. Morissette music. So she's so great too. So that's cool, man. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I, I didn't know it either until I saw it like like a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. this was great, you know. So yeah. So her her music will fit real well. With the with the musical um, context, you know. So, and fun fact, and I'm really annoying with fun facts when it comes to music. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I I recently found this out maybe a year or so ago. But um, sorry, there's a dumpster next to me that's unloading. Okay. Um, there's a the original drummer for um, Alanis Morissette uh, is Taylor Hawkins. Who plays Foo drums Fighters. in the Foo Fighters? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't. Well, isn't that funny? Yeah. So I, like, I you can go watch that, like old like David Letterman yeah. videos, like the late night talk show hosts that did. Uh, you know, they would have like live music and whenever she was first coming out. Right. Taylor Hawkins is playing drums for. Her. It's wow. pretty pretty awesome. And look where he is now, right? Yeah. He's just, like in one of the, if not the biggest man in like like modern day era right now. Man, yeah. I love that band. Oh yeah, yeah. My hero is like my my favorite song ever made. Yeah, so it's great. It's, it's a great one. Yeah, it's great. Okay, well that wraps up uh, episode three. <laughs> when words fail, music speaks podcast. Uh, thank y'all for listening in. And as always, you can find us on Facebook on facebook.com WWFMS podcast. Or if you want to email us to get on the show, um, talk about music with us, it's when words fail at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. So, okay, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, stay tuned for more. Yep. Bye, absolutely. Y'all. Later, guys. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you for listening.